Welcome to the Lighthouse Projector Series with uh, Anita Keen, or should I point this way? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think I'm Anita Keen. <laughs> I'm gonna. I have like few Anita Keen. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anita Keen and uh, Juliet Stapleton. We are both projectors. Anita is an emotional projector five one. I'm a splenic projector one three, and uh, we are both um, in the kind of domain of prosperity, online visibility, marketing. This is what we want to talk about. We want to talk about not just projectors, although today's episode is definitely aimed at the projectors, because we're going to talk about the projector strategy, which is waiting for invitations and all the things that are sometimes misunderstood or mm, misinterpreted and sometimes miscommunicated. And that makes us <laughs> very angry. It makes our blood boil sometimes because, you know, what we see is a lot of projectors out there just sitting on their hands waiting for something and in the process feeling unseen nobody's recognizing them there's no invitations coming and so the bitterness is growing starting from it's not fair then oh my god i'm such a victim in life and the truth is that it's there themselves they're not doing anything to be available to be what we are to be as projectors which is really lighthouses for others. We are here to guide, we're here to shine our light and to really understand what it is to be a projector is the key to a very aligned way of being, which probably is not what the world tells you you should be because we are rare, right? Um, I really love com comparing projectors to cats. This mm. is such a good comparison because the cat, if you think about like the behavior of a normal cat, it's it has its own agenda. It rests mm. a lot. It shows up when it wants to, you know, it comes in and it, it's visible, you know, um, and then you can say, come on, kitty, you know, come, come, come. It might decide you might it might be the wrong invitation. <laughs> or the cat and it might not come to you. And then, you know, other times it will because it feels like, okay, this is correct for me now. I personally, as a, as a, as a human, I definitely feel like I am like this in the last few years since I discovered human design and since I started living it. Cause I, I truly do try and experiment with the human design system in my own life. And it is an experiment because it's not a dogma. And so sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. And what's interesting about those times when you don't is that with the awareness that you gain through all the doing and following your strategy and authority, you see very clearly things not working out when you went against you know, a, a warning or whatever your authority is, or you, you did something you initiated where you should have actually maybe waited a little bit and held back and something better or even the same thing, but it would come in in a different, more aligned way. And that awareness is perfect. And it doesn't matter most of the time in my experience, it doesn't matter when things like that don't work out because you can adjust. It's not that it doesn't matter, but it's not a disaster because you can adjust. Sometimes you have to like let go and, you know, start anew. But most of the time, no, you can make little tweaks. You can come back, you can revisit and things can change as well. And so um, as projectors, we're here to share. Anita, do you have in your experience, do you agree with me or do you have any thoughts on this? Oh, absolutely. I think that the the misinterpretations to me have been quite disempowering for projectors. So they are. But, you know, it's it's especially because we're leaders. We are the new leader in in by type and leading by genius and leading by finding the quickest and most effective way to do things. So we kind of sense that under the radar 
and we sense that it is our job to be invited but then you have the bitterness or not even bitterness it's kind of like almost an angst that we develop because we're not being invited why are we not being invited and and sometimes it's simply because we don't know how to show up to the invitation or show up for the invitation that is so true or sometimes we just need to actually let time figure things out i can so relate and i think that every one of us has a like an achilles heel in a way so an area in your life where this angst is worse than in other areas for me it's personal relationships i'm very transparent about it i'm here with my you know right angle cross of consciousness and the quarter of duality i'm all about relationships and bonding and everything and in relationships this angst why am i not being invited yet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I learned the hard way, of course, as a third line person, I learned that you have to give it time. Mm -hmm. That's another trick. So it's not always because sometimes you can feel like, okay, but I'm not showing up. So, you know, you can feel like there's something like it's your fault. You're not showing up. Some, you need to also like, it's, it's like gauge when to show up. And, exactly. Yeah. And that happens also with grounding yourself in that waiting while mm. being doing things that you don't need an invitation to then mm. leaving things that where the invitation is absolutely necessary leaving that to time and circumstances and you know just if it's going to happen or not i think mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely and for the projector we set up a lot of things in our lives energetically first that really works for us to do that and as you said the timing is key um just just as I said before, just knowing how we show up based on being a leader, because our, a lot of our a lot of our definitions of leaders are quite authoritarian based. They're quite by men for men kind of leadership rather than women leadership. And often for us, you know, you described it earlier about your relationship. It's lovely to know how to um I, I don't want to say initiate because that that will go against the grain for a lot of a lot of human design people. But when we know how to ask the right questions yes. of the other types, um, we're almost inviting the invitation by asking the questions. You know, it's like there's a whole art to this, a mastery to this process. Um, and but we're very much again, like we'd said in the last podcast we're very much co-creators in this invitation process absolutely i love that because you know it really is true i want to just go back to a couple of things that you said first is uh, energetically setting yourself up because straight away the question is like well, how do you do that and we already you already mentioned it's like first of all assume that the own that um, role of a leader of a leader who is a guide not a leader mm -hmm. who is a general even mm -hmm. if you are a fifth line person, right? Not a leader yeah. like that. It's a, it's a much more guidance. And you have to remember that when you're guiding someone, um, let's say in a fairy tale, right? A, a hero has a journey, has to slay a dragon. Then the guide comes along and tells him how to. He tells him the weak spot. He tells him what the trick is. Um, the guide doesn't go and slay the dragon. The dragon's going to exist whether the guide, you know, is there or not and knows mm -hmm. all the secrets of the dragon. Mm -hmm. It's not the guide's role to go and do the thing, but it's the guide's role to know how to do it. And in a way, that is the, the ultimate leadership is when you are giving a person the direction. And with that direction, this other person can really go and achieve something 
correct for them. And this is what the beauty of being a projector is. We see into the other and we see the guidance. We can give the guidance because we see the direction. It's not sometimes something we think. A lot of times, in my case, for example, a lot of times body knowledge, body gives me, intuition gives me these little, you know, sometimes it could sound like, like, like a download. Why this is happening really is bringing me to how the projector's aura is designed, you know. So if you had to visually represent a projector's aura, it's like an ice cream cone. It's, it's really focused. It's really like it's penetrating. Mm-hmm. And so it's really sharp penetrating. And in some sources, I read that it's, it's focused on the other's G center, which is mm-hmm. the home of the magnetic monopole where, you know, everything evolves around it, you know, so you can sense somehow that the direction is off. Mm-hmm. And I know that because when I work with clients or when I talk to people, generally those who are open to me, sometimes they'd be talking about something, you know, uh, like a client would be like, oh my God, I have to grow the audience. I have to, you know, I'm going to focus on growing my audience, like growing my YouTube channel followers, for example. And I'm sensing with my whole body that all of this is bollocks. Yeah. They, they don't need to think about it. It almost like annoys me because it comes from my body. It's like, no, this is wrong for you. You're off your direction. Focus on self-expression, for example. This is something much more. People will self-identify. They will find you. People mm. will find you. Don't be scared that they won't find you if you put yourself out there, whether you're a projector or manifestor or any type, any type. But it's like, this is what, as a projector, I find this is exactly how my interaction with the other in my life works you know and so i can absolutely feel power not not power but empowered i feel definitely that i am leading them and therefore i am a leader but it's the flavor of that leadership that i think it's so important for yourself to just you know to taste it and then you know Mm -hmm. and within that position then there's very interesting i can share like a little observation when you assume that position you are really in your power you become so magnetic it's like your lighthouse light is on honestly mm-hmm. and it transcends all the areas of life even if you don't think like sometimes i will be like this in my personal life and my business starts blooming i'm like oh what happened there i didn't do anything there but that's because i'm energetically on and usually it's because i feel what um what i call my catness <laughs> yeah. that is exactly what this projector yeah. thing is it's this kind of i am this wise thing that knows right and the moment i step back into that this is what i feel when you said energetically set yourself up for me personally this is it this is going back into that captness of being a projector you know Mm. and and feeling it and it's a calm really grounded sense of this is what i do this is the sense of success which is our signature feeling Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And it is a knowing. It's it's knowing how I work as a projector, knowing that when I walk into the room, I don't have to open my mouth and people start to spin into their own balance. Because when they are generators, you know, I was reading something there recently about Ran. He was saying, you know, the truth about money is that there's a deep-seated frustration around prosperity and resourcefulness in humanity and as a whole. And he was there, think about that. That deep-seated frustration means even the sacral being is off balance in their work, right? So this is mistaken. We pick this up and amplify it. So when we can be in balance, 
their sacral naturally aligns yeah. into the balance. We're like a tuning fork. Um, we literally, we we ping the balance, ping, it's, it's really weird when you think about a lighthouse or a, or a submarine that it's pinging into the energy, into the water. We ping with balance and people start radiating or resonating to us. So when we, when we know that, and my gate, my son is the gate 14, which is understanding and trusting in my ability to create resources. So when you can trust that, and that's the biggest thing that people struggle with, all the open heads and ajnas, well, how will I do it? I need to be certain, you know, I need to know, I need to know. But actually the knowing is inside. And this is a big, big um, clue for us to understand what the invitation is. That is so true. And, And ownership of how you affect other people. Absolutely. Because, you know, I think there is a premise, especially with the, a lot of openness in our designs, there is this this misconception sometimes that, that people affect us as much. But I noticed exactly what you just described. I noticed that when I'm in my catness or when I'm in my grounded place, um, everyone else around, all the generators, especially because, you know, they're so so penetrable, you know, there's, they, they're the ones that get affected. And so the moment I'm in my power, the generators in my aura are in my, in their own power. The moment I am off balance, they get, they go crazy off balance. It's like you get yourself off balance and then you, you, I really like this inject others with success because success Mm. is not just money or fame or this is not, this is this a completely different feeling of, I think Mm. that wholeness. And mm-hmm. being like happy within, that's mm-hmm. what success really feels. And f- for us, you know, but obviously that same feeling might feel slightly differently. And we call it satisfaction if we're generators. Like it's that feeling still of wholeness which, with, a, with a flavor. And so when we have the responsibility, I think we have the responsibility of looking after our own balance for two reasons. One, for ourselves, because if we're off balance, we will never receive any invitations because we're just like, in a way, running around like headless chickens being bitter about life mm. and feeling like victims. And that happens. I've been there. I've been there for a decade. You know, I know that feeling way too well. And the other thing is that how you then help others and affect others. So you guide sometimes without even saying anything. You guide others just by being present. So it is your responsibility as this energy type. And I really love this whole approach of like, what is your energy? Now you know your energy type. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, oh, nobody's inviting me and all that, you know, disempowered thoughts. Think about, okay, what's my responsibility in this life? This is what I'm going to step into. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. And this is why human design is so flippin' cool. You know, I've done so many different profiling systems and I saw it in your book. You wrote it as well. And really they're manipulatable, (laughs) manipulatable. Whereas this, you know, you know, human design tells you how you are going to behave when you're in balance, that predictable behavior. As much as it tells you how predictable your out of balance behavior is, you can rely on it. You can rely on, you can, you know, I give people flags. Now, here's what you do when you're out of balance, right? So even very simple, the gate 40, you know, in the head and ajna, people trying to be certain. And, but, you know, some of the, some of the energy, say the gate 47, instead of waiting for the aha and trusting that the guidance is going to come to people, they grasp for the details. How am I going to do this? You know, I need to know and all this thing. Whereas, it's like, you know, when you tried to search 
for something. And the quick, the, the, you'll find it if you just go, oh my God, I, you've looked everywhere, you're checking all the drawers and the next thing you sit down, you're going to go, okay, I give up. I open up to it showing up for me. And it's, and it's there. picture in your head and you open <laughs> the next drawer and that's it, it's there, right? Yeah. But the cat as well, we must remember, the cat doesn't give a shit about yeah. anything except its own needs. And I love That's it. true. I that love is so it, right? true. And it's accurate attitude to have. It's yeah, good yeah. to be like, it's good to be a cat. <laughs> you know, it is. And it's not that they don't care. It's just that they're very concerned with their own needs first. I mean, I know a friend of mine, if she didn't feed her cat, or quickly enough, he'd he'd bite her, he'd start biting at her toes in the morning, you know. I mean, but they know what they need, and they're, you know, it's it's a very, very good description of projectors. I yeah. I have to add to, to this to the cats because you know, uh, somebody can just say, Well, yeah, that's just like selfish, they just want to eat. There's actually cats are mis mystical creatures. Uh, when I was just before we immigrated from Ireland back into Estonia, where I'm from originally, we had a very mystical experience about a year before we left. A cat started coming into our house. We didn't know what gender it was, so we called it Travis. She was it was a she eventually we found out. So Travis, the she cat uh, was coming over. And every time when she came and she would be like sitting in the garden, she wasn't very tamed cat she was a house cat but she was very independent but she'd just come in and sit there and look at us and then eventually she would allow some of us you know to play a little bit but god forbid if you touch the place you know there's like a tiny place you can touch everywhere else you get a bite or and this is the kind of thing about you know the cat knowing what it needs it's not always about like you know about you and you feeding them but it's also about them what they want you know so she comes in and she does things every time she came we had a little breakthrough uh, about our trip which uh, back home which wasn't straightforward even pandemic the pandemic started in the middle of our plans to move and and everything you know with with getting rid of the house and stuff and you know all these things and there were so many complications but every time the cat came in a phone call would come from somewhere that we've been waiting for for months or something else some breakthroughs i truly believe that cats are mystical creatures that know and that brings me to thinking about the projectors it's like how how do we know the direction i mm -hmm. honestly sometimes i guide people who are open to me you know they invite me to guide and i say listen i know in this situation that everything is going to be okay you don't need to worry that this is a situation that you're going to hurt because it's not going to be but it's going to be good. And I get this, <laughs> the eyes looking at me like, how dare you to even like, how can you say that there's no logic to this? Like, and I just know, and I'm always right. I know because it happened so many times over and over again. I, this, at this stage, I rely my knowing to my knowing. So this cat thing about their needs, it's like, they need to save the energy. They need, they know when to come in and they, you know, it's like they have their own agenda, having your own agenda is the key for projector, knowing mm. when to rest, knowing when to create, not pushing it, not allowing this voice saying you don't do enough. Mm -hmm. It will be saying it, but just not allowing it to have any, you know, strength or power over you. You know, you yeah. know what you're doing. That's what being a cat is. That's what being a projector is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And energetically, the cat is really good in the home. The animals are really good in the home. They really move the energy. But a cat is also apparently 
they are spirit guides in that they they can sense when there's spirit in the house and they'll let you know or clear them. Wow. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. They are amazing creatures. We had one in Galway as well. And I remember doing a photo shoot there for an article on angels in the newspaper. And everywhere I went to take a picture, the cat would, what do you call it when they die? Photobomb. Oh, photobomb. The cat would be in the background right there. Oh my God, they're going to think I'm a mini witch or something. Luckily, it was a white cat. But, you know, it was amazing, as you said, how the cat showed up when the insight or intuition was coming through as to what action to take it's because it is about the quietness yes quiet you know and what I love as well is they they teach us how to treat them so when we know our needs as projectors we can teach others how to treat us that just gave me full body uh goosebumps the moment you said this Exactly. This is such a good topic to talk about. Oh my God, this is great. I need, I love it. Yeah, yeah. We teach people how to treat us because it's taken us so long to and so many burnouts to find out, you know, no, this isn't working. This isn't. But I had to stop selling business through ease and grace or work with ease and grace because people just don't trust it. There's, it so triggers the hard work ethic. The people are there, oh, yeah, yeah, right. And yet that's what projectors do. They guide you in. And it's not really that it's easy. We still have to do the work, but it's more that you kind of learn to tune into your inner knowing as a generator, as a projector. And you start coming up with the ideas that bring, that step us into the Pareto, right? 20% of what we do starts to get 80% of our results rather yeah. than the other way around but it is it's we teach when once we learn ourselves we can now teach people and I think a lot of people kind of they assume that others know their needs yeah that's true you know it, it creates a very um I won't say tricky but a very um kind of codependent type of or an a an expectation around relationships that can really mess them up. Because if you don't know your own needs, how the hell can someone know your needs? You know? That's it. I think I know where this is coming from because, you know, we live in a pretty homogenized world, which means for those of you guys who was like me, don't know what homogenization is and it's such a weird word, it's just making everyone the same. But when you live in the world where you think everybody's the same, you're going to think that they're the same as you. You know, that's the interest, very interesting thing to ponder on why for example people with a lot of tribal energy you know who live in this bargain um, you know principle and they do things for others and they expect that others will do things for them but not everyone has that energy i don't have any tribal energy you can do things for me there's no way i feel obligated to do things back to you only when i'm conditioned like if it's like it's a thought in my head oh my god i need to do something do i really with my in my body want to give something back to you just because you offered me something amazing no, this is the truth. So we base our expectations of others based on ourselves. And I think one of the things human design gave me is this expansion of consciousness, understanding everybody's very unique and they could be very different from you. So you cannot do that. But this is what happens, you know, because we just assume that everybody is exactly like you. And then it's just such a, you know, slap in your face that they don't do what you expect them to do. I know it's like each having our own pair of sunglasses, you know, the, the frequency of of that we're expressing is what we're seeing through. 
And so um, it's it's funny. I giggle sometimes. I can actually tell what people are, what even profile they are by listening to them sometimes. And and as you say, everybody, there's a lot of tribal energy. Everybody does it like this. And they're no, they don't. No, they don't. You know, it's really funny. But yeah. No, it's true. And there's another thing to to remember that there is no shortcuts, guys. If you're born a projector, you are here to learn the hard way, by the way, uh, to learn. Even if your parents are human design enthusiasts and they will try and bring you the right way. I actually intuitively brought my daughter projector quite projector like now I realize this, you know, I gave her so much personal space there was a lot of recognition those so there was you know it sometimes it can happen and even at that you still you're there with all this openness you're still here to learn what it means to hold back and wait for invitations or how to show up and where you can you don't need an invitation because all of that learning and all of that hurt and all of that bitterness this is where the source of wisdom so the more then you become more grounded you also become aware Okay, these are the things that don't work for me. That's a very important thing. It doesn't work for me. So what works for me is this. Then you start the next stage, which you mentioned, Anita, is training others how to treat yourself. This is the key. I think everybody, not just projectors, need to, in a way, set healthy boundaries and train others how to manifest. They have to do that. This is what, like, the strategy to inform us. You know, let people know how to inform you. So yeah. you don't get annoyed at them, you yeah. know, either tiptoeing or, you know, uh, interrupting you. You have to understand. So everything has its own little nuance. And I, I think I, I say that very often myself, that in human design, it's a science of differentiation. It's about how unique you are, but it's also about the unique interpretation you then eventually get about what it is for you and your energy type too for a projector, wait for invitations, or for a manifesto to inform, for a generator, wait to respond. So you're not actually misunderstanding this. And the only way to do it is to try and do actually follow your strategy and authority. So many people in human design, like come to human design. I know that because I do my, you know, reports, my marketing blueprint by design reports, and people say I'm familiar with my human design. And then I get them on the call, especially generator types. And they're like, so, so how do I respond? What, how long do I wait for? They think their lightning bolt is going to happen and something like that. So it's knowledge is useless unless you're embodying it and embodying it is where the key is. So you learn all this you know, you go through the bitterness. I mentioned I had a whole decade. There was one year in my life I felt like I'm falling into this bottomless pit. Everything mm. was awful. I think mm. it was 2011, and I think it was the year of the minimum, the, the most minimum of solar activity. We have these years sometimes where mm. this can happen. But there was so much bitterness. There's mm. no way I could be empowered in any way. All I saw is how unfair the world is to me, mm-hmm. you know. But but the wisdom that even that year gave me now in hindsight, I get a chance to, you know, analyze it all, feel it all and then take away things. And one of the things was you train others how to treat you. The moment these others don't treat you the way you have trained them, if you let them know. Right. That's also a red flag. They're incorrect people. So no need to be bitter about them. They're just incorrect. It's like your people, not your people, not your people go away, away, your people you're focusing on. Why are you getting upset about someone who is incorrect person for you? It's a waste of time. Exactly, And that's really interesting because um, Neptune moved into Pisces in 2011, actually, and it's still there, which means an evaluation of our ideals, of our dreams. And what they say in psychotherapy is, you know, 
the only the only thing that gets us pissed off is arguing with reality. And the truth is we've been playing with expectations instead of reality. And so no one is going to measure up because those expectations are off the charts, ridiculously perfection. You know, Pisces is perfectionism on one side, accepting on the other, but perfectionism. And so over the last 10 years, we have become and it's part of our cosmic training is we're becoming more questioning about what we've been taught and what we believe in how we should be how we shouldn't be and and as you said with human design now we have a uh, a map an energetic map that we can use to build our own body of evidence based on determining our own set of non-negotiables which makes it a beautiful boundary setting system which is based on us rather than telling the other person this is what you should do for me to be happy Instead, we're kind of doing, no, this is what I do for me to be happy. Now, wherever you want to fall in, you know, I mean, it's just it's just crazy how we genuinely are being invited in the last since 2011, actually, to explore those ideals and unrealistic expectations that we're trying to fulfill um, that have no bearing with who we are. But, you know, and as well, a lot of the gurus are the energy gurus. I, I went from pure science into energy work. They're there. Oh, you'll know when you know. And this kind of <laughs> arbitrary way of looking at information drove me crazy as a five one. I said, no, tell me exactly. I need to know the information, you know, not realizing that I was a five one, but even realizing with our profile how we uh, interact with our world, with everything to build that body of evidence with our strategy and authority, it's just information is nothing without practice. I don't that is That is so true. Knowledge is nothing. People are getting too hooked up while we're on this topic. People are getting too hooked up on all the little things in human design. So here's Anita here, who is so knowledgeable about planets and gates. I don't, I don't, I can't, I know a few gates because I've been, you know, <laughs> repeatedly working with, or, you know, just, just came across. So I know a couple, but I wouldn't off the top of my head, be able to tell you every gate. It's not my thing. And I don't even feel drawn to it because at the mm -hmm. end of the day, if you're not embodying, following your strategy and authority, which activates the correctness of everything else, you don't mm -hmm. need to know anything else, right? Mm -hmm. But you need to understand how this energy mapping works for you and strategy you know, like waiting for invitations for um, for a projector. And I think we should talk about, again, why you have to wait as well. We, I don't think mm -hmm. we really dug into that yet. But, mm -hmm. you know, understanding your strategy and then experimenting with following it, follow, listening to your authority, inner authority. If you're emotional, like Anita, wait, wait a bit, wait for emotional clarity. If you're splenic like me, in the moment, you know, yes or no, don't question it. Don't try and logically question it. It's a yeah. yes or a no. Mm -hmm. Everything else doesn't matter. That was the correct thing. And so mm. you, you sometimes you apply it, sometimes you override it with your mind. And then you eventually experiment with this and you come with this to this point of grounding, which actually is the place where you can then see and question everything because you already know the the reference point. You already mm -hmm. know how it feels when something is correct or incorrect. This is huge. For me, it's huge. And everybody with your uniqueness, with your design, you have different, slightly different ways, for example, to determine this correctness, you know, but you still can get there, you know, and then embody this. 
So it doesn't matter how many books on human design you have on your shelf, if you don't understand, or even especially if you don't actually live it, mm-hmm. or, or at least try, then it's pointless. You're, actually, you're just wasting time reading information. That I That's find a really that. good point. That's a really good point. And I do find that as a projector, when I started first, people, they're, oh, you don't have a sacral. You can't have your yes response. And I'm kind of, that's just crap. That's just bullshit for two reasons. One, because actually as a projector, we do have a tangible sense of yes and no. It's just, it's in a different area to our sacral beings, you know? And, and when we do do that, now the invitations become... As leaders, I find actually one of my biggest keys to invitations is me getting clear about what I want yeah. and deciding, yes, I want to do this. And as that's an energetic intention we're setting. That's in itself projecting out an arrow to the universe saying, yeah, I want this. And when we're in that cat place, <laughs> we're yes. not questioning, we're not double guessing it, we're not in that place of confusion, how or what or why, we actually know that's what we want. Now what happens is someone calls me and says, hey, Anita, and it'll be directly related to what I said I want to do. That is so, so, yeah, that's so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You even and said it's a really it good week. point. Yeah, you said it last week. You said, oh, my God, I was looking for an appointment. And um, I wanted this particular person and the nearest date was July. Um, But as soon as I got clear, yes, I want this person, the appointment became available within a couple of weeks. You know, that's That's how the projectors uh, invite invitations, if if so to speak. I have a brilliant example. Um, We were um, selling up in Indiana. We were selling up our house and I was just at the kitchen sink thinking, okay. Um, we're selling the house. I'm very happy to do so. Um, I, I wonder what needs to happen for me to get this ready. The woman who sold us the house a year previous just walked across the kitchen window, <laughs> walked across the kitchen window. And I said, hmm, I wonder, will I let her know that the house is back on the market? And I said, OK, I know my knowing. As you said, I know my knowing. So I just said, bite the bullet. And I went out and I said, listen, heads up, we're moving. If you want first dibs on the house, let me know. And uh, two days later, we got a phone call from her realtor saying um, the previous owner wants to look around the house. Um, we'll offer you 20 grand over the market offer over the market value if you don't put it on the market. Wow. That is amazing. That's a, that's a, yeah, it is. And it's a big one. So clear about the change I wanted to make. I definitely want to sell this house. And I had a house one last. We've bought and sold a lot of houses in the last 20 years. But that was a big one. I got clear, stayed open to the guidance. And it was sold within a couple of weeks. It was ridiculously good. You know, It's an amazing example. Sometimes things like that happen. It's literally, literally like miracles. You know, they happen. But you have to... Miracles happen when you're grounded. Miracles happen. All the good stuff happens mm-hmm. when you allow it. And the allowing is to slow down and be and be grounded. And then, you know, allow this into your life, you know, without any hassle. That's absolutely true. It reminds me of a three-lane highway where you have too slow on the inside. You have too fast on the outside. And the middle lane... Not only are you driving the car to its optimum mobility, it's not as stressful for you. You're not falling asleep. You're not stressing out. It's really, it's finding our middle lane. 
Exactly. And then, you know, the opportunity, whether you need to take something over, you go to the fast lane or you need to get off that highway and you take the slow lane, right? There is, this is very, very good, actually, analogy. I, I really love it. I think it's time for us to also explain why we have to wait for invitations, because I know there's going to be projectors who are not very, you know, deep into human design just yet, or they don't understand it. And, and, there is this whole thing like why do i have to wait you know we we will talk about the fact that waiting is not sitting on your hands and we did have a whole episode on active waiting already in this uh series so you can look it up there's going to be probably a link somewhere in the description or below but today you know let's just talk about the invitations so it's really important to understand when you need to definitely need to get invitations there's like it's not that actually for everything you don't need an invitation to you know cook something you t to go to the shop and buy yourself an outfit you don't need an invitation to create yourself a website if you're in a web you know if you're in the um or create a start a business you don't need an invitation to start a business honestly these are things you can do because these are the things where you're making yourself available to others right where you do need invitation is mostly when people or places are involved so any relationships relationships especially marriage or clients you need to have some form of invitation by the way with clients here's my experience uh, when you have a very well thought through funnel where a person comes in and invest with you maybe some in my case i have these marketing blueprints by design they're the entry level right they're not very cheap product but they're an entry level somebody orders that that's an invitation for me to guide them that's what they want by or asking me for this product right so then when they're on the call and by the way i never had an incorrect person on the call so already good when they're on the call then i can see how we vibe and usually i can see how people will really vibe they either ask me on the call what's the next step or they sign up for my next launch you know they invite me to guide them further you know, mm -hmm. so there is still an invitation, but what I am doing is I'm making sure they know that I have places available. So I still have my launch. I don't need to be invited to send people emails about my program being open or, you know, a launch or the opportunity to work with me. These are things I'm making myself available, right? But when we are directly communicating with people, waiting for an invitation for guidance specifically, building, coming into their relationships specifically, it's really important and also a place. A place where we are because the environment will affect us also hugely you know these are the three areas where we need some sort of more or less formal invitation and yes we can ask a question we can position ourselves there are certain ways but the invitations need to be very strong and your response to it you mentioned this anita just a few minutes ago mm -hmm. your response to the invitation is key that's the cat doesn't go to anyone who says come here come here <laughs> waiting for invitations is only one thing the yeah. big thing is then your internal yes i get mm. invitations all the time i just got an invitation for helping me achieve another bestseller position in some more marketplaces with my book today and yet through the invitation there was part of this invitation this the invitation the, the package that i said completely no no not doing this mm. doing this but not doing this because just because somebody wants to do something for me and invites me and it wasn't a pitch as well. It was a pure invitation from goodwill. I still don't have to say yes, because mm -hmm. I have to go with what feels correct for me. And that is the cat thing to do. That's the projector thing to do. You know, that's the only thing. But we have to be very, very careful with this. And this is why the invitation for, you know, where to live, who to marry, or 
or who to be long-term partners with within any kind of it could be business partners friends that's where you need to be invited when you're invited when you let the other person to initiate and by the way it's not initiating as in manifesto and if initiating just go and do it so for example it could be a generator type who responded to something they saw in you and then they invite you you know so it's not that somebody is just initiating out of nowhere not at all if you make yourself available and they see you this is why online visibility is so important for projectors as a leader as a thought leader right they will invite you they will respond to you you just make yourself available smaller things creating content and all these things they're not waiting you don't need any invitation this is how we make ourselves available the lighthouse needs to turn that lamp on in order for the boats to see the, the light right and this is this is very very important you know and why is with people that's again brings me back to the basics of understanding the aura shape if you with this real laser focus heavy in a way aura heavy in terms of that it goes in like this laser i don't know if you ever had laser surgery i had once on my skin it's like it's like literally like breaking through so fast and it's it's unstoppable can't be gentle with this this is what we are so somebody we want to guide someone we have something to say about someone they didn't invite us this is what we just did we just went like with this laser they had no chance to have it soft or light way or you know in any way gently they just felt violated that's a good way to put it you start giving your advice to someone who didn't invite you you violated their aura their you know you went straight in they didn't invite you that's why you're getting the hand in your face so don't complain because you didn't wait because you have responsibility to understand how heavy this feels you can't mm. violate others. And we projectors, we, we have this issue with boundary invasion because we don't understand where our aura ends and the other begins. Imagine if you have the generator type with this porous, like big, huge aura that fills the room. You come in there. You don't know where they end, you begin. I know I don't. I know mm -hmm. I don't. And mm -hmm. it's a big, big thing because you have to be extra responsible to hold back. That's why we have to wait. But the moment that generator says, you're the guide, guide me. I had actually... Like I had this situation where somebody says, well, in our relationships, you're the guide, just guide me and just went like this. And so, and it's so good because this is just visually represents the aura opening. Then I could guide. And you know what? Can I guide this person on everything else? No, only at those little things that what, you know, at that point, this person wanted. That's the only thing. I try and guide him in other, you know, in other areas. I get this look that don't go there and I have to retreat back and that's there's they're really good points because we need to remember that as projectors we're really only learning how our energy operates so we have been amplified generators for a long time so we have been living the amplified you know super super helpful super um energy worlds that we actually don't belong to you don't see a cat kind of skulking in by the wall, you know, worried about being a cat. No. <laughs> they, they just, they're just the cat without apology. That's so for us, as you said, it's about that timing and recognizing. Since I learned about my design, the one phrase I always use is, that's a fab idea. You know what? Let me get back to you on that. You know, and remind me because. Of course, as a 5-1, once I'm gone, I'm gone. I'm into something else altogether, you know. It's whatever shiny, squirrely object I'm after getting tied into. But it's understanding the timing of 
we don't actually have an energetic connection to the throat. So as you said, when we speak, and, and I don't want to say speak when we're not spoken to, I mean, when we, as you say, when we inter, when we inter, interject our guidance when not being asked, the, I know myself, the one thing I get back is, did I ask you? <laughs> well, that, that's that's true. And there's also a couple of things I want to just say, because you mentioned that, you know, you, you're getting back to people. Um, guys, Anita is also an emotional authority projector, so it's actually correct for her. It's not necessarily correct for me, for example, to wait. I can know straight away. So you have to figure out your way. Just um, again, where the disclaimer with everything we're saying is that if it's correct for me or Anita, that it's not necessarily correct for you. This is why you can't just say everything, take everything at, at a face value. You have to judge, you have to gauge, you have to evaluate is this is your way. And this is where human design gives you a very practical way. Then it's up to you not to go and learn more about all the gates and all that, but just actually go and practice this so you have your own toolbox of things. Exactly. And it's it's about developing the environment that allows you to connect with that decision strategy easily, you yes. know, That's understanding it. that when we're in the middle lane, when we're calm, composed, collected, balanced, grounded, that that's when we are in prime position, position A for our guidance and for our being able to hear our inner yes, as opposed to when we're with other people, especially as projectors, was so easy to pick up their yes as ours. Oh, um, it's true. Well, it's you so know, true. that was one thing that struck me absolutely with this with the splenic authority. You definitely you go straight ahead. But for me, I have a triple split and <laughs> emotion, right? I'm actually better off going to a cafe and having people around me that fill my splits without the agenda to my decision. That's the biggest, the biggest thing that's that I find as a projector. Or if I'm with a generator now, I will say, okay, I see that you have a yes to this. Now I'll go and I'll operate my own decision strategy to make sure that I am also on the same page with this. This this is actually a really good point. You're, you're making a couple of points there that I want to clarify a little bit because two things. One thing you said that we are amplifying generators. Guys, when, when a projector is in a group of people, most likely 99%, you are going to be conditioned to be a generator. You know, some projectors are good. If you have a lot of activation around your G center, you are good with small groups, but most of projectors aren't. I am completely, I'm a lone wolf. I can only be myself, either with one-on-one -on -one with people or completely on my own. When you read about projectors need to rest, it's not that you have to do nothing, but you do need to be alone sometimes away from the auras because, and that's just what happens. You know, it's not like generators are <laughs> bastards. You, what are you doing to us projectors? This is not like this, but, yeah. but this is the truth. You know, that we are actually walking around and most of the time we are kind of generators and that what exhausts us as well. You know, so we need that time alone. We need that time to regroup. This is where this controversial thing, but projectors, controversial <laughs> projectors sleeping alone. I'll say that first. And then I come back to the controversial because every but it's like, what? You know, I'm in a marriage. How can I sleep alone? Well, well, I know, you know, I can't sleep beside a generator because I'm awake. <laughs> I'm so used to not being a generator that when I'm in that aura, how can I sleep? You know, it's 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 just awareness, you know, that that awareness gives you a lot of understanding of your strategy and your being, uh, ne the needs, the cat needs, right? Mm -hmm. um, what the cat needs is rest. And this is why, because you're carrying energies of other people that just 
burning you out, burning mm. you out, adding to stress. You need that time alone. You need that time to to just flush that. You know, that's that's pretty much. And another thing as well, I need to mention earlier, you said we don't have energy flow to the throat. I want to just clarify for guys. It's not about, because I, I have a, a 1648 channel, which is my spleen to the throat, but the spleen is not a, a motor center. It's an awareness center. So technically I have energy flowing to the throat, but I don't have any motor centers that are pushing energy to the throat for a manifestation. That's why I'm not a manifester. Just to clarify that it's, we're not talking about just any energy. This is, there's certain type of energy that when it flows from the motor center, when that motor is on, yeah, that's where you know it, the initiation is possible you don't need to wait but when you don't have that and projectors don't have that by design otherwise we would be manifestors this is where you need to wait for the right moment timing is powerful it feels only it and i know i know and i mentioned the achilles heel and i know you know in some areas of my life i really am so impatient I actually think impatience is one of my shadows in one of the gates there that like I have this thing with impatience and yet it's the patience where everything, all the magic happens. So with timing comes power, with knowing the right timing, when to speak, when not to speak, when to do, when not to, to do, when to say yes and when to say no. You or if you're a mental projector to allow time for the mental clarity to happen, that's your authority. Time is powerful. Waiting is powerful. And for projectors, well, another thing that we haven't mentioned this here now, but with being available, right, there is a but, there is one big but. When a projector is making themselves available, but their intention is sort of say, I am the best for the job, hire me, I am the best for the job, that kind of corporate mentality, which we most, most of us who have ever been employees, we have that. I'm the best for the job, or I, can I even like, you know, am I the best for the job? This kind of competition. That is not a powerful stance. This is not a grounded stance. This is not making yourself available. Making yourself available is the lighthouse that doesn't go and grab those boats, right? It's just stands there with the light on. So for us, for example, in marketing, attraction marketing where you focus on expressing yourself through content you're putting it out there you have to be smart about seo you have to be smart about you know being discoverable but on top of that you're just there that's how my business works i can't explain to a traditional business person how i get clients because yeah. attraction marketing works on this premise that you are you know you are there you have your light shining people come to you so this is really important that we that's why we need to wait sometimes to speak because if you're in a meeting and you're going to be trying to you know put your two cents without an invitation you will notice that you are actually being ignored and it will feel very very bitter but if you wait until you're asked and then you voice your opinion your expertise whatever it is you are you know want to say that could be perceived really really well again waiting is powerful in some context that's why i wanted to clarify or invite yourself into the conversation in other words, I have a suggestion. Would you like to hear it? That's it. And yes. be a beautiful way to, in, to, to test the waters. But I'll give you a really good example. And this is, again, is back to the cat. We have to do what we do. As projectors, we need to do what we do. Decide how we want to, our business, what we want to sell, how we help people, right? I remember going in for a, a an interview with, a, with, some HR, with a HR group. I was going in to do stress management in the company. And I just sat down, there was no persuasing, persuading, there was no nothing. I just literally said, okay, what you're doing already isn't working. 
you know that meditation and yoga are fantastic, but they only go so far in the corporate setting. What I do is teach you energetic tools that allow you to shift your balance and, you know, first of all, recognize when you're stressed and shift your balance straight away so that your um, managers can truly be decisive, composed and make decisions from their expertise rather than from the stress, right? The panic, the firefighting. And it was so funny. They were there and expecting a sales pitch. And I was there, OK, I've told you what I do. This is it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> so the response was really funny. I did get the job, but they literally turned around and said, your sales sucks, <laughs> was what they said. But the truth is, as projectors, it has to be something that lights us up, um, something that we want to share something that we know we're designed to share um, rather than any convincing, any, 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 any kind of persuading doesn't work for us. We well, don't, don't need to have sales techniques. We don't, no. we don't need, you know, and I, I know that they said that because in the corporate setting, you kind of, you almost expect a certain structure to a sales pitch or something like that. And they're like, oh my God, you don't, you don't have that, what? But yeah. the truth is that first of all, life is not corporate setting. So that's a very different world. We can't, and this is what I see a lot in the business industry uh, for coaches, for example, where people take the corporate setting strategies and then start applying it to a completely different world right that's a different conversation however one thing you mentioned that is so important and i just just before you started talking about this i wrote a note for myself to make sure that we mentioned this because i think the key to attracting aligned invitations and just being this successful projector you're born to be you're designed to be right is self-recognition mm. and within that self-recognition this is what cats every cat knows you know, it recognizes itself. That's yeah. why they're so cool. That's why they're not like dogs, like begging uh, for attention. Exactly. Or the <laughs> Unless phrase, they want to eat, of course, you know, because yeah, they need <laughs> Exactly. Or the phrase, the leopard doesn't change his spots. You know, I'm kind of there, but it doesn't yeah. need me. It doesn't need to change its spots. Its spots, it's quite happy with its spots. Thanks very much. You That's know, it. it. And, but it's the key. And I think that this is where in my lived experience, in personal lived experience, self-recognition, in every situation, every time when I fall into the, you know, not self thinking and, and just really break apart even sometimes, which happens because I'm human, it's trying to recognize myself within this content. That is what brings me back, getting my catness back. I actually have a little mini journal um, that I realized that it's a picture of a cat walking on an alley of like there's trees and there's an alley and there's a little black cat walking and so i called it my catness journal where those times when maybe i lose it i can come back and journal a couple of things that to remind myself what it is but actually if i think about it this is all about self-recognition mm. it's bringing it back to yourself even in relationships with others for example romantic or let's say you want a job you want clients it's about like decision depends on the other person right or you're not 100 sure what the response is and if you if you focus on them you even though projectors are here to be focused on others but that's not the same focus it's focus on others but understanding something about themselves in this case you're just giving your power away so self-recognition comes back with being feeling this wholeness while allowing these other people to be what they are and do what they are but but actually disconnecting from them in terms of uh recognition seeking recognition you have to see that you're awesome before anyone else 
can see that you're awesome if you want somebody to feel that you are grounded and and in control and and just amazing person you have to see that first because as long as you don't see it you're going to behave in a way that is desperate and we projectors with all the bitterness that happens that's how we come across desperate and bitter yeah yeah that is such a good point because it's it's just another level of that leadership or or being the leader in your own story yes. you know as as projectors you know we we really do we we focus on the energy we're energy managers but when when we recognize ourselves in that way become responsible for our recognition it stops the desperate dating stuff. It stops the, I can't do anything. I'm waiting because the responsibility is my clients to hire me. Instead, I kind of go, you know, that's that's such a disempowered position. Yeah. But taking responsibility for your own self-recognition is like, it's especially as a 5-1 projector, it's huge. I remember being, um, I remember bringing myself and my sister had an arrangement with our kids in the summer. We kind of, rotated as the kids stayed in the same beach house but we kind of came back and forth from work I brought six kids off to the beach picnic the whole lot and we had a fabulous day and at the end of it I stopped the car and four doors flew open and all the kids disappeared and I was there oh my god you know they didn't even say thank you and I was there I was starting to get into this and we were tired we were hungry and that was fine anyway I said you know what no no, I'm not going there. I'm so grateful to have done this. I love to be in a position where my kids can get to know their cousins all summer. This is amazing. I'm I'm so delighted that I'm in a position to be able to do this, right? Next thing, the kids came out and they were there. Oh, we were just bursting to go to the toilet. <laughs> and they were there, thanks a million, Auntie Anita, or whatever that was, you know, but it started with me recognizing yes. And I noticed that. And we do as projectors, we notice when there isn't an invitation because we feel the resistance. But we also notice as a 5-1, I just wanted to make this point really clear. The invitation ends. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is another thing. The invitation is not forever. It's true. You know, it can it, end and, and it's physically palpable to everyone. Absolutely. Involved. Happy ever after isn't a thing. <laughs> No. It's not a thing. Happy ever after is understanding that I know how to navigate the bumps in the road. Now, one of my clients said that they said, oh, my God, you know, the shit still hits the fan. Anita. It's just I know how to deal with it now. I know where I stand in relation to it and I don't get sucked in. But with with this um, invitation, it does expire, especially for the fifth line. I don't know how you I, find I think it. for everyone. And I think in the invitation expiry, I feel it's very, very um, um, obviously when it happens, you know, with clients, with people sometimes, uh, even in, in my marriage, you know, the um, the 19 years I, I was with Les before he died, um, there was there were years where I felt like the invitation actually kind of died off. But in marriage, it's different because sometimes it, it can come back. Sometimes maybe because you're just together, maybe because I'm a one three third line makes bonds, but breaks bonds and then makes them again. And some sometimes often in the same marriage and the same person. So this is slightly different. There are so many nuances to it. But generally, the invitation is, is correct for now. You know, obviously, if you're emotional authority, you need to wait, but it's correct for now. So you do it. It brought something into your life. Do not grasp 
onto it allow it to expire and because this is a lack mentality uh, and for a projector it's so important to to work on this abundance mentality self-recognition is all about abundance mentality it's about all being open to receive and just being cool in who you are uh, and that doesn't involve grasping on to something forever mm. and i know that this is also as a third line profile person um the moment you say forever somebody says to me i want to work with you forever i have to like i probably lose sleep for a day or two feeling trapped <laughs> then i have to then i have to assess like assess like what, what is it good for me or what you know and and i'm going out now with the third line guy and i sent him a message saying i'd hold your hand forever and then i unsent it because i thought to myself oh my god what am i saying to a third line person you can't do this the forever stuff because of the the dynamics but well, this is the nuances we know but that's more about the profiles i think that um even even with with the the invitation and the expiration life is a journey life is a journey it's a windy road with beautiful and sometimes not so beautiful things you know some lessons that, that teach you and rewards and all these things everything in life is meant for you to be wiser for you as a light being to be wiser to bring something into the world you cannot bring something into the world if you haven't experienced the world you do not know what's beautiful if you haven't been through the ugly you have to remember that you have to remember that and every time when things are down or you're bitter yes you can reground start with self-recognizing because just like your situation with the car it's so it's so it's so good it's such a good thing the moment you grounded the kids came back said thank you auntie anita it was great you know it, it just happens you know but the moment it happened to me so many times you reground and things just come back or they or something new comes in you know this is really really important but also letting go you know if these kids didn't go back to you it's okay it's yeah okay. yeah and it's something that i notice when i'm talking with someone that has invited me and i feel unrecognized or with a partner and feel unrecognized i immediately and this is what's important i take charge of it Either I recognize inside my inside voice. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize me. I pick me. I'm amazing, you know. And, you know, energetically, maybe dissolving cords so that I don't get stuck into the fracas or into the resistance um, and get into that proving. I just step back and go, I recognize me, especially as a 5 1 as well. It's probably this is, you can really sense my lens. My thing is like a fisher. I put in the bait or I throw in the idea or the solution and leave it. You know? that's very that's actually a very fifth line that's what you should be doing yeah yeah, Don't yeah. Go and fixing them but they now can fix themselves you just gave them a solution exactly. that's your role exactly that's yeah yeah you, so made, you made a great point about corporate and you said you know the business strategies and it's not really but a lot of people have that thought process around their business strategy that's why human design can be so effective to help people who are in that mindset to step out and step into their own way of doing things. But it, it's it's just an amazing empowerment as a projector to understand that once you become the boss of you by taking responsibility for that recognition, for that acknowledgement, and doing what you do, not worrying about what will I do, how will I say it, how will I play yeah. with it, play with it. It's so much more fun to play um, with the invitation process. I remember being at a seminar once, you know, one of these holistic fairs and had my whole booth with the human design and 
nothing was happening. I was standing in front of the booth and, you know, with my brochures, welcome, welcome. And so I said, you know what, that's not the projector way of doing things. I sat down and with my energy, I was going, I'm right here. If you want to know this, and there's a feather floating in front of me. I'm right here. This is, you know, no, no words, no nothing. And people immediately started showing up to the booth. I had to call my daughter to say, listen, you're going to have to time these people because um, there's there's I have a waiting list now for many. You know, I mean, it was ridiculous how when I did it inside and set my energy and we're very much the projector or very much the facilitator of build it and it will come. And the generator is not yeah. so much. It's very much our process for success. You know, it's, it's, I don't know, that just came to me now. So. I, I actually really like that. The fact that you said that I uh, personally think that everybody needs to focus within generators. Mm. You're here to know who you are. Of course, you're going to focus within, but no, we can grasp. We just keep grasping on to others. What will they think? What, how can we do this? How can, like, it's all this grasping on this desperate energy. You focus within, you self-recognize no matter what your energy type is for projectors. It's, it's like, a must but no matter what type it is it's actually the key to success as a projector i can tell you that you know it's the key to success because that's where you become so grounded your light goes on people who are your people come in it's you know you're not a slave to your mind processes or the mind generally which shouldn't be making any decisions what that what happens when you're focused on the outside too much you know mm. and this is why that that story as well you ground yourself you become the beacon of light when yeah. you are not grounded when you are like desperately in business for example in marketing you know we we were talking about you know how to like where this desperation happens very mm. often here's a launch right say a coach has a program wants to get clients starts posting on facebook and every post they make they attach expectations instead of treating it as a neutral part of the launch and actually treating the whole launch as a neutral activity in your business that doesn't mean anything doesn't mean that you're not worthy doesn't mean that people don't want you doesn't mean any of those things it's just something you do in business to make yourself available and if this doesn't work you tweak it and whatever you try maybe different style you find your own things right but we don't do that we get so bitter oh my god nobody dm'd me i asked them to dm me in my post and nobody dm'd me and now you know you're already now from that moment repelling potential clients because you are there too desperately attaching to this you know even though we're talking about energy that is maybe not visible it's not you don't have to be in in the person's presence for this mm -hmm. energy to be felt the moment you become desperate for somebody else's attention that's when that somebody feels that and it's repelling that's where they will feel resistance to give you attention why they don't know you don't know but that was your doing <laughs> that was always your doing so for no matter what type you are it's really important that you come back to yourself but for the projector it's just the way of living and 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 it's funny how you mentioned also the cat knows what it's doing also expired invitations i will finish the story about travis the cat who came on the last day when we we hired these two big skips and we put 90 maybe more percent of everything we owned into the skip we threw away our life that you know accumulated over 15 years in that house threw it away and drove into the sunrise it's like crazy fairy tale story of my life right at eight o'clock and they even took the skip away a few minutes before we were planning to drive off so we could see our belongings going and at just earlier when we already took everything from the house travis came the cat came 
went into the house through the open door, went everywhere upstairs, looked at every room, came to us, had a look at it, then came downstairs. We came in, the skip went, and the cat just looked around and disappeared into the bushes. Yeah. You know, it, there was no desperation for this cat now to grasp onto us because it decided we're her second family, right? No, it just, the timing was off, the ex invitation expired, it's gone. And I That's think that there's beauty in that. There's, that's a brilliant point, because uh, sometimes we set up leaving or letting go as a grief process instead of understanding the anticipation. And human design will tell us how we are designed to let things go. Also, it's really key. And you're right. And, you know, in a way, it's nobody's fault that we've looked outside ourselves for answers. That's what we brought were brought up with. You know, yes. as kids, we had yes. to be taught some kind of ground rules. But our job is to find out our way of doing things. That's and, it. you know, the energy at the moment or the energy has been literally examine, have a look at our ideals. What have we been holding as true? Is it still true compared to us? And then Pluto into Capricorn since 2008. It's finally leaving next year. Thanks be to God. But what systems aren't supporting us? Where have we been giving away our authority by, you know, saying yes to others and no to ourselves? Where can we reclaim it? And this is really key. This is part of how we as projectors can really help people regain, reclaim their authority so that, you know, even I remember going to the dentist with my daughter at one point and they were giving me these amazing options for treatment for her. And I kind of looked at them and I thought, there's no way I'm going to put my kid through that. And if this doesn't work, we'll do this. If this doesn't work, we'll do this. And I was there. Oh, my God. Absolutely not. Right. So I literally just turned around and realized that I can talk to all these experts, but these experts are all going to have different opinions. At the end of the day, it's down to me to decide and step out of the who do you think you are not to accept my expertise? Um, and one of my favorite questions for that now is, well, would you do this with your kid? Usually all the heroics <laughs> disappear. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's just, true. it's, we can ask the experts and do and respect the expertise. At the end of the day, the decision is ours. The choice is ours, whether we do it or not. And knowing how to tap into that and knowing our invitation process makes it really cool. Really cool. To I know. agree. That was actually a really good, really good point, because this happens a lot. We get so caught up in somebody's chemistry, the chemistry of them having status, maybe knowing more than us. We have a lot of openness as projections, but everybody, everybody gets caught up, no matter what your energy type, yeah. especially if you're yeah. open on, you know, head and Ajna. Oh, my God. You know, guys, remember that you have the you know, the shiny object thing that the uncertainty will drive you to believe that others know more than you No. The unknown is your strength. So just, mm. just ponder on that. The unknown, not knowing is your strength, right? So if somebody is authoritative, no matter, and I even, I know I was um, just revisiting my book this morning um, for the second, you know, for second edition. And I wrote somewhere, I said, even if you are so affected by others' chemistry, when you're making decisions, you need to step away from that 
others chemistry don't make decisions with other people in presence right because you need to make you need to hear your authority or um okay you might have the sounding board authority if you're a mental projector for example you know reflector that's different you're still talking at people and you're listening to your own voice and you know it's not about those people that's why you need to have trusted people who don't fix you right and just listen but generally we get so affected we need to always bring the power back to us because what works for another person and they will be so convincing because it works for them but what works for another person is not guaranteed to work for anybody else in the world in fact they can present it that it does that's what marketing is don't hold it against us because this is just the nature of things we're going to sell you things you don't need <laughs> as they say but no truly marketing is about relationships so as long as you are providing um authentic transformation or service at the end of it you know it doesn't matter how you are you know embellishing your messaging when you're selling but still it's it's not guaranteed to work for you so you have your the responsibility to listen to your authority but also sometimes your authority will say yes on things that will not work out which is okay too because that's the lesson so the invitations are very important but you also it's not about just waiting for invitations i'm just summarizing like now i'm yeah. summarizing yeah. it's not about just waiting for invitation waiting is a powerful place where you bring yourself back within ground yourself find your catness find your power right and then you are also judging when the invitation comes in, whether you want to do it or not, whether it's sweet for you. I have a taste cognition. So for me, it's like, if it's sweet, I'll do it. If it's not sweet, if, if I feel this metallic thing in my throat. So not only knowing it's wrong, there's physical, like mm -mm. <laughs> this metal <laughs> taste. So you, you judge and you are in control. You don't have to take everything that comes. If it's incorrect for you, you say no and you don't have to explain. No is a complete sentence, my sister says. I love that, that phrase, mm -hmm. you know, and that is that is where your power lies. Meanwhile, you don't have to have any invitation to make yourself available, but available like Anita's story with the uh, with the stand, you know, on the, on the conference, wherever it was, where you're making it available. You're not grabbing, you're not desperately like, you know, pulling people in. No. No, you're a lighthouse right and that's that's the secret to getting aligned invitations that's the secret to waiting for them in a powerful way in a way that actually works so much faster than you think now don't push obviously time learning to allow time to sort things out is a huge huge magic source of magic power because things start happening much faster but you have to truly own that feeling of allowing time to sort things out you really need to master the patience to actively wait that is the key that is the key yeah that's and, a really yeah. good point i remember having a client once who was desperate for a job and they were there oh my god my savings are running out and I remember getting the guidance, just I tune in every so often to my clients and I remember getting the guidance to tell that person to calm down, take a breath, you know, balance their energy. There's someone trying to get through to them because that static that we create with that worry energy, with that anxiety creates a barrier. That's it. Yeah, repels. You know, it does. And so as soon as soon as they grounded and centered, the phone rang. And the, the the recruiting guy said, oh, my God, I've been trying to get you all day, but I kept on being interrupted. So it was like an awareness of, hang on, that anxiety creates a barrier, a, rep a repelling, the neediness creates the repelling, desperate dating energy, I call it. 
And the cam is the magnetizer. That's it. The catness. The calm calm cat who doesn't give a flying banana about anyone else but itself. But actually, it does because it comes in the right moments and brings magic into other people's lives, right? This is what we do as projectors. And it's really, really important. So own your catness. Take responsibility for your energetic makeup and what you're bringing into the world. You're here to feel successful through injecting others with success that phrase when you get your own meaning of it it's mind-blowingly powerful and Mm -hmm. it it does turn you into a cat immediately and mastering that timing you know learning to wait for the right timing uh, learning to ground yourself because that is what waiting is i think Mm -hmm. while you're waiting all you're doing is this you're grounding yourself in it in this peace and you rest in it and it happens very fast. It's, this is also the story of my life. Just like you said, it happens very fast. And then you find out that the reason for delay was some sort of little, small little reason. But I think it was you. You're repelling it. You're, you're not being grounded. So as long as this is what this waiting does. And the more you start understanding, try and find your own definition. And the only way you can do it is not by mentally thinking about it. You need to live it. You need to live it. And give yourself time, give yourself a year. It's not something you need to, you know, it's not like you're not getting anywhere in life. If you're going to give yourself a year to live this experiment, to follow your strategy, to wait for invitations, mastering this waiting, seeing when you're waiting, when you're actually like pushing it or, you know, just too desperately grabbing to someone, it's okay if you did. Be Forgive yourself for in, even the future self for doing that, it's gonna happen. I I do that sometimes, you know, and I notice, then I notice. And when I notice, that's the power because then I can go back, ground myself in my projector self, you know, in my catness. And and, and I just love it, this whole thing about being a cat. And and I love the fact that we, we made the whole theme here on this particular episode of Lighthouse Projector Series. Guys, this is not a projector series for projectors. This is for everybody. But yes, we focused on the projectors today. If you want to follow us, please do Anita Keen, anitakeen.com. You can see the URL here on the video. Myself as well, Juliet Stapleton. Anita is a prosperity, money and prosperity coach, actually. This is her thing, you know, in her presence, you get your shit together. You get the resources to make money. Money. I'm telling you, I work with with Anita, so this is this is something that she brings to the table, you know. And 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 I'm an online visibility strategist, so you know that's what I do. Anyway, we will see you guys in the next episode of Lighthouse Projector Series. If you have any questions, any comments, let us know in the comments below or reach out to us. We would love to hear from you and maybe get inspired for another episode of this series. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anita, for being my lovely co-host today. And guys, we will see you soon. 